0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. Week 10 of the high school football season, one week away from the postseason beginning. Hey, make sure you check out uh, my story on WCPO.com this week about Anderson senior quarterback Griffin Scaff. Does some volunteerism there every Friday at Air Elementary School, uh, helping some of the youngsters there in a third grade class. That is uh, a story I have on WCPO.com right now. Also, this Friday night, be sure to follow my coverage all weekend as uh, we have the unofficial playoff projections. Getting to get started here on Friday night is uh Joe Idle. We're gonna everybody's gonna be uh, glued to his website as uh we check out what the first round matchups may be leading into Sunday's announcement of the playoff pairing. So be sure to check that out. Our WCPO football game of the week is a pair of undefeated teams, undefeated Wyoming at 9 0 at 9 0 Madeira on Friday night. A little bit later on, you're going to hear from Madeira coach Chris Stewart about this matchup for the CHL title. It's very exciting times there for both those programs. Speaking of championships... You're also going to hear from Gamble Montessori coach Rob Rachel as the Gators clinched the Cincinnati Metro Athletic Conference Blue Division title last week with a big win over Dayton Christian. It's the first conference championship in program history there for the Gators. And then Withrow coach Kylie Jones is going to check in about the Tigers. They've won five consecutive games. They play host to Hughes on Friday night, an opportunity for Withrow to win the c Red Division title outright for the first time since the 2013 season. But first, one last look at our Week 9 Game of the Week, which saw Highlands rally to defeat uh, Covington Catholic in the fourth quarter by the final score of 32-21. to 21. It was the first win for the Bluebirds over Covcast since November of 2015. Believe it or not, it snapped Covcath's nine-game win streak in this rivalry series. I had a chance to catch up with Highlands coach Bob Spire after the game, and he uh, described how special this victory was.
1: You know, I'm so happy for this community, this program, the people that have supported this program over the last several years and and for years and years and years. But I'm especially happy for this group of players that have really had a lot of weight on their shoulders and the work that they put in and the way they showed who they are versus what everybody thought they were when we kicked it off down in western Kentucky and it just didn't go well. But that's who this team is. And, you know, they fought through adversity, some of it their own. And, uh, but adversity is no longer the master of this program. And it was when I got here. It is no longer the master of this football program.
0: Quite a turnaround for the Highlands program, obviously 5-6 and six in Coach Spire's first season there in Fort Thomas last season, and now here they are with an opportunity to make a deep run in the playoffs. This is the 50th win in the rivalry against Covington Catholic uh, for the Bluebirds, and uh, each of these two teams, they could face each other in the Class 5A playoffs. Uh, it remains to be seen uh, how that shakes out. Highlands plays host to Cooper this Friday, while CovCath plays host to Connor, so uh, definitely going to keep an eye on Northern Kentucky as it uh, concludes its regular season next week as well. But before I go any further, I want to remind you this High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants where the winning play is always chicken. Start your day tomorrow with a fresh, warm breakfast. Now I'm going to switch gears to Ohio and uh, the Campbell Montessori football team clinched its first conference championship in program history last week with a 20-13 win over Dayton Christian. Now 6-3, and three, Gamble won the c Blue Division, and they are likely playoff bound as uh, they play host to Riverview East this Friday night at Western Hills. And now I'm pleased to be joined by head coach Rob Rachel and a couple of his players as the Gators get ready to uh, host this regular season finale this Friday night at West High. And coach, tell me a little bit about what this conference title means to the the Gators there on Work Road?
2: Um, you know, it means a lot. I've uh, been here since 2015 and the goal every year is to win the league championship and go to the playoffs. Uh you know, my first couple years we had opportunities and we came up short. Then we had a down year, kind of a couple about probably about two or three years of uh rebuilding. And then, you know, the last couple of years, you know, I've had some pretty solid kids and that was the goal. Uh last year we came up short against um CCPA, but this year, you know, we got all that hump and we, uh, you know, we beat CCPA. Then we went to Dayton Christian last Friday and we won that game. So now we're league champs. 20
0: to 13. Very
2: proud of
0: them. Sorry, coach. 20 to 13 victory over Dayton Christian. Uh, The Gators have won four consecutive games, play Riverview East at Western Hills, seven o'clock Friday, week 10. And uh, right now, Gamble Montessori is number 12 in the division five um, region 20 uh, computer point standings by Joe Idol. So, um, Coach, what's your message to the guys? Week 10, obviously, um, you know, you win. Obviously, you improve your standing there in, in the region. Um, what's kind of the the message as you go forward here, the regular season finale?
2: So, like I told the guys Friday, you know, enjoy the championship, celebrate all weekend, um, but come, you know, Monday at four o'clock at practice, it's focused strictly on Friday night at. Riverview East. Um, so we need to get focused, you know, we get laser focused and get dialed in, you know, um, you know, learn this schemes, learn your jobs, do your jobs and we'll be fine on Friday night.
0: Brent, I want to bring you into the conversation here. You rushed for 276 yards and three touchdowns uh, over Riverview East. Uh, tell me, what, what, what was the feeling like uh, compiling those stats and then more importantly, propelling your team to a, a C-Mac Blue title?
3: Uh, it was it was crazy. Um, really, like I went into the game with the mindset of you know I just want to help the team win. I go into the game with every that mindset every game. But I just want to help the team win. I'm just glad I could been, like a big contributor to the victory.
0: Tell me so what what was that celebration like? Uh, pouring the water cooler over coach's head.
3: <laughs> uh it was it was crazy because <laughs> knowing he'd been at this school for ages, and we were the first team in history to ever win it. It was a lot. It was uh, the celebration was crazy.
0: Desmond, what did that mean to the team? I mean, Friday night. What was that feeling like, that the feeling of euphoria?
4: It was it was unimaginable, you know? Um this program has just been going up and up and up. We just keep getting better and better every year. I love it. It was amazing.
0: You have fifty four tackles and fourteen sacks. On this season, uh, what's been the biggest key just among among your teammates? I mean, and, and you know, maybe following Coach's lead. I mean, what, what's the vibe around this team, I guess, day to day?
4: Oh, man, the energy is high. Coach, he puts in a scheme. We go to practice, work on it every single day. We go out there, we go play, and we just dominate and show up. How much yeah, is
0: this, I love it. I'm sorry, Desmond. How much does this program mean to, to Coach? Uh, you guys have been with him. Since your seventh grade year. I mean, can you describe that?
4: Man, we we done been through we didn't been through some things, man. We didn't we didn't even see Coach break that a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Man, we done put the blood, sweat, and tears into this team and this program for the last two years straight. And I just I just see us going up even more.
0: Coach, can you illustrate those blood, sweat, and tears for those who are outside the program? I mean, maybe Uh, give us a synopsis of how much this meant to you, maybe what you told the team after the game on Friday as well.
2: You know, um, particularly this group of kids, you know, they had to deal with a lot of obstacles, you know, their ninth grade year, COVID. And then, you know, their 10th grade year, semi-COVID. So we really couldn't play a bunch of games, but coming into, you know, Brent and Desmond's junior year, you know, we said, hey, you know what, we can, we can finally just get a full season going. And, um, You know, we set goals. uh, We uh, worked hard in the offseason. And now we're league champs because, you know, they follow my lead. You know, they listen to me, um, you know, and they believe everything I tell them, you know, because they know I'm not going to lie to them. You know, I'm a straight shooter. Um, You know, I'm not going to, you know, sugarcoat anything to them, you know. And and I tell them if we show up and we work hard, there's a good chance that we're going to be successful, If we don't show up and we don't work hard, you know, you know, our our goals won't be met. So for the last, you know, since June, you know, that's what what these guys have been doing. And I'm so extra proud of, extra proud of.
0: What's this program meant to you, coach? Because you mentioned the adversity, the obstacles, you know, um, but you you stuck with it. And then now you see the fruits of your labor, obviously. Um, You tell me what Gamble Montessori football means to you.
2: It, it means a lot to me. Um, I coached Wee football for about 10 years. You know, I won a ton of, uh, you know, Little League, Super Bowls. But, you know, um, I started coaching high school at Northwest. Uh, I was there for a few years. You know, then a gamble job came up, and I said, you know what? I want to go test the waters of, of uh, being a um, high school coach, you know, to really see how good I am. Um, you know, we don't have a lot of talent, you know, but I have a bunch of kids that will work hard. And I believe... You know, when kids work hard, that's going to overtake the talent. And this season and last season and next season, that's going to be the constant message. Just work hard every day. And if you do that,
0: we will be successful. How much have they bought into that message?
2: Oh, every day. They hear it every day. They uh, hear it every day. They even say it to each other, you know, um, uh, quite frankly, I think they're tired of me saying it to them, but I'm going to keep drilling it in them every day, every day. It's drilled in them from the time they wake up, come to school, come to practice. You know, it's, 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 it's hard work in the classroom, outside the classroom, in the community, because that builds great young men.
0: Brent, what's it like to live out that expectation that coach just mentioned?
3: Um look about it, you know, you just kinda just gotta do it, you know what I'm saying? Um he from day one since I've been out of school, I just knew he had my, my back always. So I feel like he can never do me no wrong. So following what he said, that's the least I can do.
0: What was Coach's post game speech like?
3: Post game speech. And he was he was standing in the middle of the field. He just looked up at the sky was like, I don't know how to feel right now. This this is crazy. You know, he he started his eyes started watering up a little bit. You know, his eyes started watering up a little bit. You know, but all I wanted to do was pat him on the back and say, "We got your back, coach." So, yeah.
0: Coach, can you talk about each one of these uh, guys? Uh, you want to start with Brent? And what what he's meant to the team um, this season? Not only stats wise, but um, just everything throughout his career.
2: I'm gonna start with Brent. Brent don't care about stats. Brent will do whatever I ask him to do. If, if I need Brent to, you know, play defense, he'll play defense. He's a great defensive player as well as an officer player. But, um, you know, of course, everybody knows that we're running the wing team. And you're going to see uh, Brent Thompson and Deion Uh Those are two guys that you're going to see. And even their backups are pretty good. So, um, you know, Brent... You know, he's a hard worker, blue-collar worker. You know, um, you know, he brings his lunch pail to practice, and he and and he also brings it on game day. Um, you know, if it's power, he's gonna get four yards. And in the first quarter, it might not look pretty, but the second quarter, it starts to look pretty good. In the third quarter, it looks amazing. And then the fourth quarter is awesome because they they do not want to tackle that. Young man in, in the fourth quarter. I mean, you know, he's six foot 210 and he's very strong. Um, you know, but Brent has meant a lot to me since the first day that he's walked in the building. You know, he's always been a yes or no, sir type of kid. Um, and he does whatever the coaches is asking. Um, Desmond, same thing. Um, I, I, I don't watch Desmond since he was playing at, um, you know, Hilltop. Um, and, um, he went to a Montessori school, so he came to gamble and Desmond has been the same way. Yes or no. So hard worker, um, you know, doesn't take his opponents lightly and he plays extremely hard every down, you know? So, you know, both of them is like a reflection to me, you know, um, I'm a hard coach to play for. Um, I coach hard and I expect my kids to play hard. And that's what, what, what these guys have been doing ever since they've been here at Gamble. But not just them, the whole entire team.
0: I know Desmond and Brent are only juniors, but is there any doubt in your mind they're going to be playing at the next level?
2: Oh, ain't no doubt in my mind. These guys can play at any school, any high school in this country. And I think uh, both of these guys are D1 caliber football players. So, yeah, um, I'll be going on Saturday mornings to watch Brent and Desmond play football somewhere.
0: Can you talk about some of the other players. I know you have a lot of contributors to this team. Obviously. Oh
2: um, uh, yeah. Um, first off, I'm gonna talk about that old line um, because if uh, if the old line and in Brent Brent wouldn't have 1,300 yards, 19 touchdowns, um, and Desmond is um, a key contributor. You know, Desmond plays center. You know, um, you know Desmond plays both sides of the ball, and he make all the line calls. Um, so you know, Desmond does a great job in of a. Uh, getting the other linemen together. You know, we got uh Jalen Shear, uh we got um a couple freshmen, uh Chase Mack, um uh Jaden Marberry, um, uh, you know, Ryan um uh Beringhouse. Um you know those you know those guys just come to work and uh you know they don't get a lot of applause or pats on the back but you know we make sure in practice you know that we get him a little love sometimes you know so you know but you know just so Brett can keep on running him and Dion Carter and you know uh uh you know Teron Patterson uh Ricky Tramble um you know I can just keep going down the line and and a good thing is I get these kids for another year because they all juniors
0: <laughs> gotcha they all juniors Desmond how long you been playing center
4: uh, actually, since I've been four years old, since I first started playing football ever, um, uh, I, you know, I I used to feel some type of way about the position, cause I, I going going up, I always wanted to be like, you know, uh, one of the one of the skilled guys. Until I realized when I got into high school, and 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 I just like being a lineman, being a dog, being in them trenches is just it just was made for me, cause I was born in the trenches. You know what I'm saying? From four years old. Man, they threw me. They threw me in the trenches my first first ever time, and I was dominating. So I, I, after that, they knew they knew where I was going to be. I uh, knew where I was going
0: to be. Do you have a preference? I, I mean, I, do you like playing defense more? Oh, so,
4: or? oh I, love yeah. defense. Yeah. I love playing defense. Well, I love playing defense. Defense is my specialty. Yeah. But you know, me being a center, long snapper, and stuff like that—that's that's also another one of my specialties, especially because I've been doing the score. So I, I love both positions very much. I've grown. I've grown in that a position
0: coach kind of alluded to the fact of the expectation. He's a tough coach to play for Desmond. Can you talk about just how gamble Montessori, maybe as a school, not just athletically is preparing you for, for life and maybe playing into the next level as well.
4: Oh yeah, man. Um, the teachers, the staff, uh, they, they just, they're making us grown men and women. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're preparing us for this outside world in a great way. Um, I look at the coach as, you know as like a, a father figure in a sense you know because he he's not just a coach he's like a mentor uh, uh, uh he, he, a big brother you know I'm just he he's, he's like everything in the books whenever you need
0: coach i guess I'll, I'll give you the final word here i mean what's the message to the team um, as you head down the home stretch here the regular season i mean what would a playoff victory mean to to the program, I know you don't want to look ahead too far. You got you got business to take care of this Friday, but you uh, know, uh, in, in a season of a first conference championship, I mean, uh, what's what's the limit for this team right now?
2: The sky, uh, you know, long as we do what we're supposed to do, I, I tell them, you know, um, we come to work and we go play on Friday. We're gonna have some, um, you know, you, you know, mess some goals to meet. Um, You know, just basically telling these guys, you know, stay focused. Stay focused. Don't let nothing distract you. And um, once they do that, you know, if they get laid to focus, I done seen some good things out of these kids. So, uh, you know, first, you know, not overlooking our game Friday night. You know, we got uh, Riverview East at uh, West High. And then then, uh, the following week, I guess we'll see who we play in the playoffs. So and then, you know, we we'll just go from there, you know, just finish, finish the job. You know, guys been working all summer. Let's
0: just finish the job. How much fun has this season been?
2: It's been it's been really fun. You know, um, we've had some ups and downs. You know, we had some highs, had some lows, um, you know, had some obstacles to get over. But we got over them. and, you know, uh, that's the main thing, you know, because, you know, that's what these guys, you know, kids, kids have to do in life. is to get over all the obstacles, you know, to help them. Be successful.
0: Coach Rob Rachel, along with uh, junior running back and linebacker Brent Thompson and junior center and defensive lineman Desmond Davis. Really appreciate your time, your perspective. All the best to the Gators going forward. Well, the Gators are number 12 in the Division 5 Region 20 computer point standings and certainly looking to get that milestone first playoff victory after making the postseason for the first time in 2021. While well, speaking of a C-Mac championship championship, the Withrow Tigers have clinched at least a share of the c Red Division title. Uh, now the Tigers are 6-3, and three, have won five consecutive games, and they play host to 6-2 and two Hughes on Friday night, can capture the first C-MAC title outright since the 2013 season. And now I'm pleased to be joined by Withrow coach Kali Jones. And uh, coach, tell me a little bit about what you like most about the Tigers as you head into the regular season finale. I
1: really like how we're tightening up on some of the basic foundational things that we've been teaching um, since the spring. And so um, whether it be running inside zone correctly, um, 11 guys rallying into the ball um, quarterback, making the right reads, making sound decisions. Um, those are some things we really wanted to tighten up on this year. Uh, or actually, you know, over the last three or four weeks, we really wanted to tighten up on, uh, we knew that this, um, this roster that we had this year was going to be an inexperienced one, but a talented one at the same time. And so that's why we scheduled heavy, uh, we took some bumps and bruises, but we came out of that gauntlet scheduled three and three and uh, been able to string some games together now and um, playing some good football, uh, some sound football, some disciplined football. And that's what it's going to take to uh, advance into division two playoffs.
0: I know you told me this summer, obviously, you know, we're not going to grow as a program if we play down a couple divisions, you know, in our schedule. We want to toughen our schedule and be ready for the postseason. And you just alluded to that fact. I mean, obviously playing Springboro, Baden and Akron Archbishop, Hoban. What did you learn from those three games that really kind of maybe carried the team uh, to this point? And maybe you can look back on that, maybe some adversity here and there, but uh, it's really strengthened you in the end.
1: Uh, what I've learned, and what everybody has learned, uh, involved with, with row football, is that um, we are talented enough to play with anybody. And so uh, we uh, one score away from beating. Uh, actually, had the ball going in the score in the fourth quarter against Springboro. Uh, same thing uh, against Hamilton Dayton. <clears throat> a few, a few items here and there. Some, you know, some things we need to tighten up on. The game could have went a different way in both games, um, and then we learned against hoping that the margin of error is smaller when you're playing a, a, an elite program, and so um, you can't you can't squander off five or six minutes uh, because it can go from seven to seven to thirty five to seven real fast, and so um, those were the necessary experience humps that we needed and that this particular group of Withrow Tigers needed. Uh, to become better, and so we could be a better football program. And So we needed those um, high-level experiences. We needed those tight football games. We need to learn how to win in those tight situations. And so um, those are what we call necessary growing pains. And uh, I don't run away from them. We're going to continue to face them, We're gonna continue to schedule them, uh, because we have the plan of being a, an elite program in Cincinnati, and that's the only way you're going to get there.
0: How hungry is this group to win this uh, C-MAC title outright?
1: Very hungry, very hungry. We've had some young men that have started since their freshman year. Uh, I told them when they were freshmen they were going to be champions, and, um, and and it's coming to fruition. And we're excited. We're excited. It's going to be a good time on Friday. Uh, we respect our opponent in Hughes. Um, they are, I believe, they're seven and two, seven and two right now, six and two, yeah. and uh, six and two. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, Engelman, Coach Engelman's done a great job with that football club. Um, record is the record. So we're excited to take on a new challenge and opportunity and to uh, win this championship outright.
0: I know you have so many talented players. You mentioned the quarterback play just a second ago and wanted to kind of have you highlight senior quarterback, Troy Montgomery, a little bit and his development. What have you seen from his growth, maybe from even that season opener against Walnut Hills to to right now, in week 10?
1: so he has um really been a very coachable kid um he has really accepted program uh the walnut the first three or four weeks um he's more so playing at a higher level uh with a little you know a larger stage and that's no disrespect to the last program he was at um but you know Playing Springboro, Hoban, and and, and Baden, that's a that's a big time stage, and so um, he was able to gather a lot of information, really look at himself, look at the areas that he needs to get better at, and and he has I think over the last uh, two two games he's had um, seven touchdowns, no picks, um, so he's really he's really coming on, he's really coming on, reacting faster. Um, he's playing some good football. So I think that, you know, just like it falls in line with the program, those necessary games, uh, were, uh, growth hurdles for him. Look at himself, look at some struggles, look at how we can get better, look at how we can get better against elite competition. And he's accepted that challenge and he's doing pretty good right now.
0: You mentioned that elite competition. Was there a turning point for this team this season? Was there a conversation, maybe a, um, a moment uh, before or after a game with a group of players that, for you, you'll kind of harken back to and say, wow, this was the moment. Maybe it was a win over Taft at Sargle Stadium. Maybe it was another game or moment. Uh, was there something telling for you, I guess?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say the, uh, the win over Taft because there were so many other variables uh, connected to that game. Um, you know, our model this year has been with roll controls with and we still stand on that. You know, because when when we control ourselves and we are uh, sound and disciplined, we are a tough out for any program. Okay, and so um, the TAF game was more of a mental hurdle. Um, you know, just even though statistically over the last two years we've dominated them, uh, they were just little things here and there where well, we just did not get over the hump and uh and we almost put ourselves in that situation uh, against Taft down stargill um, but we had some big plays and big playmakers come up at the end of the game uh to secure that victory and so i would say you know that was the turning point to just hitting another milestone and um and we we always say that you know we had to slay the dragon when it came to staff because they had lost a league game, what, eight years? They uh, were league champions for so long, and they, they've they got some really good players down here. Coach Tyler's been doing a good job uh, with them, along with some of the other coaches in the past. And so we wanted to slay the Dragon, and that was a big-time turning point um, with us this year, with this particular group, you know? And so um, they're, they're, they're ready to move forward and accept the challenge, and... Um, we really believe that we can make
0: a run this year. Obviously, we mentioned senior quarterback Troy Montgomery, and you mentioned some of the younger players that you have as well. And one player that I was very impressed with when I saw your game against Baton. obviously sophomore Quentin Simmons, um, just had an yeah. outstanding performance. Can you tell us a little bit about him? And, and you know, I know he had a big-time game, uh, six catches, 97 yards and a touchdown, 50 yards rushing a week ago. Um, what have you seen out of him?
1: Uh, yeah, Quentin Simmons, we call him Q. Um he is kind of like our T again junior slash Percy Harbin. Um very, very talented, very fast. I could do a lot of things. And sometimes in the game he does some things and all the coaches are just looking at each other like you see that? You see that? Um so he's really coming to his own. He's growing up a lot, you know, he's had to hit some growing pains. And he's I mean, he's growing up literally and mentally. So he's, he's now at like six, two, that's like six, five. And so, um, we believe he's one of the elite talents in the area. Um, but you know, we, we have, you know, him and Teron are both young. Um, Jameer Williams who secured the game winning touchdown against Tav he's young, he's coming back. Uh, I mean, we are, we are the cupboard is full at Withrow and, um, we got a lot of talent coming in, but yeah, Quentin Simmons, uh, he's doing really well. He just picked up another offer from West Virginia, I believe. Uh, Pitt was just in here, and Louisville, and some other schools. Uh, so he's, he's picking up steam. You know, a lot of them are picking up a lot of steam right now.
0: How about your defensive line? I mean, Quinterius Jamison, 12 and a half sacks, four fumble recoveries. Can you talk about that defensive line, how strong it's been for you?
1: He is a man. And so um, another kid, we wanted him to get used to playing on the big stage. Um, <clears throat> he is really getting um, better with using his hands, matching his explosion with using his hands. And, I mean, he, he has virtually, like, changed football games just by shutting down a side. Um, so very impressed with him. Um, very uh, happy with his progress, his approach to games week to week. Um, his maturity level has grown so much um in the last year. Uh he's really he's really doing a fine job. He's probably gonna end up being the single season uh record holder with sacks. Um, because I know he has twelve and a half, thirteen and a half is the record for the season. Um, and so he's probably gonna break that at some point. Um uh, you would like to think so. Um DeAndre Woolens is the all time sack leader. At Withrow now, and he's been a four-year starter. So he's been playing lights out. Um, Weiland, Gover, just had a pick six last week. Um, he's been playing lights out at, at the nose tackle. And then um, Ike, uh, we call him Isaiah McConnell. He just picked up offer from Kent State, um, Chattanooga, in Illinois State. Um, and he's the other defensive man playing really well, uh, very explosive. 6'4 kid we got a sophomore as well eric gale um who's doing really well he's coming along he's going to be another name in southwest ohio he's a uh he's a 25 and so um yeah they're, they're playing really well down there is
0: there a little yeah, bit really. of competition i remember deandre woolen's telling me this summer he want he wanted to be the all-time uh, sack uh, leader in school history uh what's it like between those guys just uh you know when you have when you have that sort of competition I, I would think i don't know if you call it that on the defensive line but i mean obviously a fierceness that uh, it's great to have as a coach
1: yeah they're they're really a um, competitive group they're really competitive group um i think deandre rick actually broke the record last year and uh, all time sack he didn't have the single season him and joshua moussa who's at miami right now uh, we're tied for the single season sack record as well. Um, but um, they approach the game. They have a really good coach in uh, Pernell Phillips, um, teaches them some really good stuff that they apply to the game. And um, they are competitive, fast, physical. Uh, they could really dominate and shape uh, the game plan. And so uh, having that type of dominant group up front is a blessing. It's a blessing. And just them competing in practice is a blessing as well. So uh, it's fun to have those guys. It's fun to coach that group. And um, they're just getting better every week.
0: What's your message to the team as you head into Friday?
1: Um, enjoy this. Enjoy this week. Enjoy making history. Get used to making history. Um, capture this moment, live in the moment, and always remember that with Roe controls with as long as we control ourselves, success is in the forefront.
0: How much have you enjoyed coaching this group just day to day? Um <laughs> I've probably
1: I've been coaching really hard this year, uh, because the inexperience factor shows a different face every year. You know, and so when you're dealing with you lost 17 seniors last year. And I know what this group can be, uh, but making sure that I keep my, my foot on them to get to that level is uh, is a challenge. And so, uh, you know, each senior group is different, each roster is different. You have to be a chameleon when it comes to coaching. You Can't just get stuck in your ways. Um, you have to adapt. And so, that has been the uh, the biggest challenge. But I have had fun. I have had fun. Um, I just maybe after the playoffs, I'll look back and see how much fun it's been.
0: (laughs) Obviously, Withrow is going to be a team to watch, certainly, as we approach the playoffs just a week from now. And, uh, Coach, really appreciate your time and perspective. And uh, all the best of luck to the Withrow Tigers going forward. Thanks for having me. Well, plenty of great things happening there for Withrow. I was able to uh, visit practice this past summer, and this team is very, very hungry after toughening up its regular season schedule. Remember, they played Springboro, Baden, and Akron Archbishop Hoban early on in this season, so uh, Coach Jones certainly has uh, battle-tested his group as they get ready for the playoffs. This is a team I don't think you want to face in <laughs> Division Two Region Eight. to be all honest with you. A lot of talent and a, a lot of younger players, uh, and that bodes well for next season as well, but it's all about... Uh, getting through and making a deep postseason run after being a regional corner finalist just a year ago. But before I go any further in this episode, I want to remind you this High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants, where the winning play is always chicken. Make sure you download the app today for easy ordering. While our WCPO Game of the Week is a pair of undefeated teams, hey, we only have a handful left in the whole greater Cincinnati region. 9-0 Wyoming taking on 9-0 Madeira. This is for the Cincinnati Hills League championship and uh hey if you know anything about cincinnati high school football you know wyoming has been a dominant team a tradition-rich uh, program there and certainly going for their seventh consecutive chl title the cowboys have won 66 regular season games in a row believe it or not but uh talking to coach madeira Coach at Madeira this week, Chris Stewart, he would love nothing more than to snap that uh, winning streak and the Mustangs going for their first CHL title since the 2012 season. Had a chance to catch up with Coach Stewart this week and uh, asked him what he's liked most about the way Madeira has persevered after being 4-7 and seven one season ago.
5: Well, since you're having us on, we're doing pretty well. <laughs> you know, 9-0 uh, and, oh, and these kids have... Really, like we talked before, it started last December when these kids started working out the weight room. They bought into the weight room, trying to stay healthy. And, you know, 15 seniors, and they all are shooting for the same goal. You know, they want to compete for a CHL championship and then make a run in the playoffs. And they've committed to doing that. They, they've listened and trust their coaches and trust the training that they've done over the course of the summer and the fall. And so far, it's paid off.
0: And this is the first and 9-0 record since the 2011 season. I mean, can you kind of... Put that in perspective. I mean, have you talked to your players a little bit about that? I I know you don't want to kind of reflect on, hey, this is our success, but what's it been like?
5: Yeah. I mean, when we've gone through this week to week, you know, it's I think it's only one of two schools to go this far and be undefeated for this long. So we embrace it. You know, it's it's a great opportunity to go and create a legacy for this team that, you know, people look back on and say, wow, that was a that was a great football team, but also a great bunch of kids that, you know, committed to the process of of getting one percent better every day.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about your offense right now? Who's playing well for you?
5: Yeah, I mean, we, you know, the the offensive line, those guys up front, man, they are they do a fantastic job up front. You know, they see different looks each week and they're competitors. They're they're nasty guys on the field, but they're the nicest guys off the field. And you know, you got a tight end going to Akron and Connor Kravak. Uh, you got eight amigas when you it's very infrequent that you take a three-time chl lineman and move him to tight end because of the way he committed to the weight room and changing his body and then it allows people like max autry receiver to get maybe singled up coverage or a little bit man-to-man coverage where he can we can exploit that and a junior peter peter breidenbach throwing the football you know he took his his lumps and bumps last year as a sophomore but that's gave him the experience this year as a junior to to be very calm when the friday night lights come on
0: defensively i mean what what do you like most about the way you're playing right now you got to. Just three shutouts on the season I mean
5: yeah, they, I mean these kids just play for each other. they love each other, they truly love each other and they, they want to be there they, they're, they're afraid to let each other down. I think that's the biggest thing. they are they they're so committed to the game plan and understanding what they're doing each week because they don't want to be that guy that lets their other teammates down on the football field. and when that happens when when you, your best players are your hardest workers, then you really have a good chance to be successful.
0: What's it been like around the community in Madeira there? I mean,
5: (laughs) It's it's awesome. You see, you know, uh, the youth programs. My son plays youth football and all these kids are running around. They want to be on the sideline. The people want to be a part of the program. It just brings the community together because they have something to cheer for and talk about. And, you know, you see everyone at the games and living here in the community, people walking down the street, just wishing you luck every Friday and how proud they are that uh, they have a a team representing their community like this. It's, it's really, really fun. Um,
0: Has there been a turning point for this team this season? I mean, did you, or did you expect this nine and no? I mean, I, I'm just kind of curious what your thoughts were going into this season.
5: You know, yes and no. I think that's, uh, you can look at different points of the season. Sure. Um, In the summer, we knew how, when when the amount of work they did in the weight room, yes, there's always a fighting chance. And then, but you got to go out in the field and play. And when, we scrimmaged McNick this year, our second scrimmage right before week one. We had some success against McNick. I thought we had a really, really good game. So you, you, you thought, okay, we, we got a chance to be pretty good. How good? I don't know. you know. Uh, and we kind of just built off of it each week and got a little bit better. And it's it's led to this 9-0 record.
0: What about that Reading game? What did you...
5: <laughs> you know, that was that was the, the first, I guess, quote, big game that, you know, these kids have played in in a while. And I think we were a little tight. I think we played with a little bit of anxiety. We shot ourselves in the foot sometimes. And, you know, they're also a very, very good team, you know, and they've won some good games. And, you know, it was back and forth and, and, and you know, two communities that know each other well. And I think the cool part is, you know, you, we went down for a little bit in overtime and then... We played to win the game and then we had a chance, an opportunity, and the kids executed the stuff that we practiced to, over the course of the season. And I think that's what they need to remember moving on is that if you just do the things that you've been taught in practice, you'll have a chance to be successful.
0: Well, Coach, I don't need to remind you of these stats, but uh, I'll, I'll rattle them off anyway. So Wyoming has 66 consecutive regular season victories, yeah. going for seventh consecutive CHL title. Uh, they have a football player rush for seven touchdowns last week. and 13, and two.
5: <laughs> 13 and two
0: weeks, yes. <laughs> and about to join the OHSA uh, record list for career rushing yards. All that being said, what is your message to your team as you uh, look to Friday night?
5: Uh, you just got to go and play and do the things that have got you here. You know, uh, I think sometimes when you get those big games, you worry about outcomes in- instead of just having one play and and live that play like it has a life of its own, you know. I, Mike, this is an unbelievable team we're going to play. I mean, you look, I mean, you talked about those stats. You, the last three years, that each playoff loss for them has been to the state champion, and then in eighteen, they they're the ones that won it all. You know, so you're talking five or six of their last losses are potential state champions and final four teams. So, you know that this is this is an uphill battle for us because they're they're so good. At, like you said, they have a Ohio mr football candidates you know on their roster their offensive line unbelievable they they get up three touchdowns on the entire year you know so it's going to be a very very uphill battle for our team this week and the thing we have to do is make sure that we don't shoot ourselves in the foot and make mistakes on our side of the ball control what we can control the minute we start letting those things go then it's it's gonna could snowball into to a place you don't want it to go to
0: is there something knowing that Obviously, you won't face each other in the playoffs. Obviously, Madeira Division 5 program, Wyoming Division 4. Does that play into this at all, whether you game no. playing in a different way or more aggressive or less aggressive, that sort of thing?
5: No, not no. no. I, to, to say, yeah, more aggressive, no. We we want to go out every week and compete. You know, we we can control. We control our attitude and our effort and what we know. And if we control those things, then, you know, and we do a good job and a, a great job of, practicing during the week then on Friday night we've got a chance we've got an opportunity to go compete and and a chance to win the game and you know even if you do have a great week of practice it doesn't guarantee that you're going to win the game but it's you can walk off the field on Friday night knowing that you gave everything that you had regardless of whether you won the game or you lost the game I think that's what the kids need to understand is did you do everything from Monday to Thursday to prepare yourself so that you can execute on Friday and so if you walk off the field. You have no regrets when you walked off that field Friday night.
0: You mentioned the character of, you know, in good standing academically and just in the community overall, off the field for a lot of your players. Um, What's the most rewarding part about being – head coach there, especially this program. I mean, it's easy to say when, you know, you're 9-0 and and you walk around the community and people are patting you on the back and that sort of thing, but still, there's got to be something beyond that. that
5: The whole vision of the program is to create leaders of men through the game of football, right? And then we want to allow kids to see things in themselves that they can't see yet. I, I, you know, I could probably ask them and, you know, maybe they'll lie to me and say, yes. But when we were four and six last year at the end of the year and licking our wounds to to look at them and say, hey, you're going to be nine and no competing for a CHL championship in week 10. Sure, they would have thought that was great, but did they truly believe it? I don't know. Back in last November. So just helping these kids, whether it's on the football field, off the football field and helping them become better people to allow them to see things that they haven't seen in themselves yet. I think that's the most rewarding part when they finally realize who they're becoming as a person, not just a football player.
0: Adira head coach, Chris Stewart. Always appreciate your time. Best of luck to the Mustangs.
5: Thank you, Mike. Appreciate everything you do for high school football.
0: Well, as you could hear from Coach Stewart there, this will certainly be an uphill battle for the Mustangs as they get ready to take on Wyoming, but uh, these teams won't face each other in the postseason. Obviously, Wyoming Division 4 program and Madeira Division 5, but uh, hey, this will be an outstanding victory for either side as they get ready for the playoffs next week, and uh, by the way, we're going to keep an eye on Wyoming senior tailback C.J. Hester just 115 yards away from joining the OHSA's career rushing list, and uh, the Western Michigan commit has scored 13 touchdowns the past two weeks including a program record seven rushing touchdowns last week and a 65 to nothing victory over Finneytown. So certainly C.J. Hester has to be mentioned among the Player of the Year candidates here in Greater Cincinnati and beyond. But uh, plenty of other great games this week as we uh, conclude the regular season believe it or not. How about, uh, as I mentioned that C-Mac matchup there, 6-3 and three Withrow hosting 6-2 and two Hughes. Hughes trying to bounce back from that shutout loss to Taft and trying to capture a, a share of the division title with a victory, but uh, Withrow certainly on a roll at five consecutive victories, and uh, the Tigers are uh, really peaking at the right time. How about let's go over to the pit there in the west side? Seven and two Elder going to play host to two and seven LaSalle. LaSalle desperately needs a victory in order to uh, try to be uh, in the playoffs there in Division Two, Region Eight. Elder uh, seems to be uh, set there. They are uh, in the top three right now as we look in Division One, Region Four. Let's go over to the GMC in Sharonville. Eight and one Princeton. Hosting seven and two Mason right now. The Vikings are number four in uh, division one region four, while the Comets are number seven, both likely are to host first round games. That's going to be a matchup to watch. And then how about Moeller? Uh, Just a six point loss to Lakewood St. Edwards last week, Uh, a matter of two field goals really in essence, but uh, Moeller is eight and one. They're going to host Detroit, Martin Luther King Jr. High school. And uh, that's going to be at Shea stadium in Norwood MLK. If you're, uh, if you're, paying attention to this game, MLK has a quarterback in Dante Moore, the number two quarterback in the entire country by 247 Sports. He is going to go to Oregon and play his college football. So certainly a great test for the Crusaders who've had a top 10 uh, schedule nationally all season long and uh, they want to be clicking on all cylinders as they get ready for the playoffs and a likely deep postseason run as well. We'll have all the coverage for you this week and make sure to follow me on Twitter at Mike Dyer as we get ready for the playoff pairings announcement on Sunday by the OHSAA and uh, we will have all the bases covered and get you ready for the first round of the playoffs next week. Thanks again for watching and listening. I will talk to you next week.